Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the NJ Podcast. This podcast aims to share stories, tips and insights about achieving success while having fun. From topics ranging from personal development to business, entertainment and sports, the podcast will have conversations with experts and people in their respective fields. The podcast will also share insights from Jabra James's published and upcoming books. The tagline, which is the theme of the podcast, is success is a progressive realization of a worthy ideal. This means that you are doing what you have always wanted to do because it is aligned with your highest values and this is the only way you can live a truly fulfilled life. Your host, Jablo James. Right, ready? Ready. Uh, three, yes, two, one. Right, hey, hey everyone, this is NJ, the host of the NJ podcast, and welcome to a, a segment of the show where we have conversations with interesting people, successful people, well-connected people, politically correct, uh, <laughs> not correct, people, politically connected people. So if you want a tender, you must reach out to me. Jeez. And I'll plug you. I'll plug you in. I'll plug you in. And uh, remember, the theme of the show is that success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. That means you're going after what you've always wanted to go after because it's aligned with your highest values, and that's the only way that you can live a truly fulfilled and successful life. And on the show today, I have a friend, someone we went to Rhodes with back in the day, Rhodes University. Yes, yes. It was, uh, like a decade ago, a decade ago. Jeez, time. you make us sound so old. We are. We're just, we, are, we, are, we are. We are. We are. We are. Once you're over 29, I consider you eligible for retirement. Uh, and government <laughs> says 35, please. Government says, government says a lot of things I don't agree with. <laughs> so, uh, her name is Letawo Sekele. And uh, back then, we didn't spend a lot of time around her, but I watched her from a distance. You know, she was getting scholarships and leadership. Oh, wow. All of that you had college her. Well, where were you? I was a porter house. Bought, oh. I was a porter house, yes. But you were like, um, what's that hall again? Yeah, founders. Yeah, founders, it was a founders yes. hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your brother hall. Yeah, huh? Our brother, what do we call it? Brother hall? Which, 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 which uh, race were you in? St. Mary's. You were in St. Mary's? Yes. Oh, yeah, St. Mary's. Yes. Which, we which, did stuff together. Which house? Olive Shriner. You, Olive Shriner. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Olive Shriner. <laughs> yeah. Right, cool. Um, so, and then she's gone on to do uh, quite, uh, a bit of, uh, quite a bit of work. And uh, weren't you in Mail and Guardians talk to her? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Dr. Makudumana, she was... <laughs> sorry to take it there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, when I realized she was um, one of the top 200 South Africans, um, young South Africans, yeah, Mail yeah. and Garden, I'm like, oh, shucks. Yeah? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Um, do I really even want to be associated? I don't know. That's another conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, about the top ten. Oh, oh, is that the the, the, the best thing? That's yeah, a, the best thing. Yeah, that is that. That was a yeah. crazy, crazy, crazy. So let's let's park that. Let's park back, it. Let's right park there. it. But, but every time someone top, mentions a male and guardian top two hundred, has it not just been tainted? Like, has it not been tainted? Um, think? I think so. Why? I think so. Um, I've just been asking myself a lot of questions. Um, obviously, she is she is deserving of it. She's mm-hmm. done a lot. I mean, apart from what's happening right now, I think she's pretty accomplished and mm-hmm. deserving of it. Um, but just that association, like it's just you know, I know right? Yeah, know. it's a sort of like the Forbes thirty under thirty. I don't know if you saw that with uh, who's uh, Elizabeth Holmes. Yes, yes. And Sam Bankman-Fried. Yes. Uh, these guys have been responsible for like so like what thirty billion. Yeah. In, uh, fraud and yes yeah i mean when i th- same thing exactly what you're saying with the with the forbes um 30 under 30 with the what is what, what's the company's name theranos theranos, theranos. Yeah, yeah. yeah and theranos. i'm just like and it just brings into question all these lists of um and accolades and you know um how deep do people actually up uh, do these compilers of these lists actually go into verifying and doing their due diligence on these individuals mm. you know so it's quite disheartening. I think the the lists themselves are. Um, Do they count for anything? Mm, you see. <laughs> yeah. I think they do. They 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 give you that recognition, yeah. right? Like, um, I don't want to say stamp of approval, but it actually I think it does a lot in terms of inspiring um, young people and mm-hmm. making you realize what you what you what you can achieve. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I just feel like. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm quite indifferent. I'm increasingly becoming quite indifferent. Increasingly becoming indifferent. Yeah. What what like okay, no, I I get what you're saying because yeah. a, a lot of people are saying 
it's just good for branding and PR yeah. and all these things. Like, like for in, in, from an author's perspective, one of my uh, coaches when he was helping me to write the book, um, inspired success. I was like, I want to be on New York Times bestseller, Wall Street Journal mm -hmm. Journal bestseller, mm -hmm. Amazon bestseller. I just want bestseller. And yeah. You know what he said? He said, uh, "That's good for your ego." Absolutely. Very good for your ego. Yeah. But a lot of people buy their way into these lists. Mm -hmm. So is it really as credible as you, you may think it is? Absolutely. There are a lot of, there are a lot of uh, uh, books and authors who are without question, without question, worth, worthy of being on a bestsellers mm -hmm. list. Like mm -hmm. for me, Stephen A. Smith, uh, Michelle Obama, Viola Davis, all these people on the New York Times bestsellers list. Mm -hmm. However, there are some who you can question. I mean, there was one guy who went and strategically bought books uh, at different locations so that it met the criteria and I was in uh, the town's <laughs> <laughs> You see. <laughs> you, you, well, yeah. you see. But, but you were on the list. You were on the list. Yeah, I was on the list. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, I'm very wary um, of chasing those kinds of accolades, mm. if you want to call them that. Yeah. Um, you, you can get very caught up in, in chasing that and that recognition and that yeah. external validation. Sure. Um, I find that there's, there's power in just, you know, it, you know, moving silently, as people call it on yeah, social media, yeah, yeah. silently or whatever it is, um, because it can be very addictive. Mm -hmm. um, I, as you mentioned in high in, in varsity, rather, I did quite a lot of things, and there was a point where I was like, "Okay, who am I doing this for?" Because yeah. I was addicted to that external validation. I want to be on the um, um, what is that Investec Rose? Yeah, yeah, Top Rose One Hundred. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I still have it. Yes, my grandmother actually kept a copy of that. Is um, it? Yeah, I think I took a picture and i tagged you on it yeah you yes, did i, I was did. I, I was on i was like uh, yo i look so young you look young though no, yeah. yeah yeah but there i was like yeah this guy doesn't know that what what's coming <laughs> taxes are coming for you they're coming for you yeah but yeah. um i think as i get older um I've, I've become quite wary of, of chasing those things yeah you know what i mean why have you become wary of, ch of chasing uh, those things because I realize it's 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 more about um, you know being true to yourself is um, about being honest with why now you're doing certain things because sure. when you chase that um, it starts becoming about other people mm. and the congratulations oh my god you're doing so great and mm. everybody's commenting and um, but you lose the true essence of why you're doing the things that you're doing. So my question to you is when you were let let's let's use this word chasing. Mm -hmm. The accolades, mm -hmm. right? When you're mm -hmm. chasing the accolades, outside of chasing the accolades, now that you've taken time to reflect mm -hmm. um, on what you were doing, what was it that was actually driving you outside of the external uh, validation? Um, achievements, and I think a, a lot of my self sense of self mm -hmm. and self worth is attached to achievements. Mm -hmm. um, I've never been an athlete or artistic, mm. or do you know what I mean? I've always been a thinker. Yeah. Um, so, just just the sense of accomplishment and feeling like I'm I'm, I'm doing something that fulfills me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that that's what drove me, mm. and then but it becomes a little bit dangerous when it becomes about the, once again, the external validation. Yeah. But initially, it would be about, I like feeling that sense of, of um, achieving and yeah. and getting things done. Um, that makes me smile. That, that makes, makes me happy. smile. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, so um, a question that I have uh, is, because uh, I wrote the first book, Inspired Success, mm -hmm. because I wanted to understand what success really is. Mm -hmm. Um, when I finished varsity, because I, I did a whole lot of those things, like Mystic Roads 100, Dean of Students Leadership, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Toastmasters, President, all that stuff. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I asked myself, what actually is going to fulfill me and give me the best quality of life possible? Mm -hmm. So I went and I interviewed CEOs, CIOs, mm. single mothers, people who I thought were successful, people who were not successful. Uh, I went to Las Vegas so I could meet guys like Tony Robbins, Robin Sharma, oh. you know, because I wanted to. Robin Sharma? Yeah, Robin Sharma. Are you for brilliant, real? Brilliant, oh, brilliant. Can I high five you for that? I yeah. love <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Brilliant guy, brilliant guy. Brilliant. Yeah. I remember I was, like he was speaking on stage. Actually, Robin Sharma was here at, uh, was at Joe, Joe Book Santon Center in mm -hmm. 2014. I was like, I said to him, Robin, Robin, <laughs> 
I said, hey, get, I, first I, names I, even. I was, like, I was like, hey, I, I didn't want to say Prarob because <laughs> I was like, Robin, oh, Robin, I'm going to change the world. And he looked at me and said, I'm sure you will. Mm. I'm like, I was like, yeah, I'm a So then I, in Vegas, I met a guy who was in the media industry making $10 million a year. Mm-hmm. And he shared that he was suicidal, ready to commit suicide. And I said, leave me your money, please. <laughs> and and so he had uh, reached the highest levels of quote-unquote success. Yes. Money and mm-hmm. accolades, mm-hmm. but he was still not fulfilled. I'm like, yeah, no, I guess we're in trouble. Mm. So I asked, I said, success is a progressive realization of where that deal. That means that you're doing what you want to do yeah. because it's aligned with your values, mm-hmm. not because your mom, your dad, brother, mm-hmm. society, your pastor, mm-hmm. your wife, or whatever is telling that you must do this thing. And many yeah. people at Rhodes were studying degrees because their parents. Absolutely. Some people were at some people were at like at university. Some people have no business being in university. I believe that because they're gifted, they can just go straight into the world yes. of work and then just go and, and crush it. And some people should be in university because they are built to be professors and they can change yes. the world of academia. Yeah. Um, so that's when I, that's when I realized, you know, this success thing has got nothing to do with money, with uh, leadership accolades and all mm. that. And education. Education. Those things are good. Those things are nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can have all those things and still, quote unquote, be a failure. So for True. you, what are the things that you do that you will say that, okay, I, I'm successful? Shucks. Um, I must say that I, I, I agree with you in that um, success is not necessarily, I don't measure it mm-hmm. by um, what I've accumulated materially, um, money, um, material possessions or whatever it is. And I think... Um, society subscribes to that idea of success Mm. and for me it's really about doing what I love Mm. and any space I occupy any career a position that I that I pursue Mm -hmm. has to be in line with who I am and what I believe and my values Mm. Um, I always say that I don't like to give myself a title or anything like that people and I think society always wants you to identify as a are you an accountant or are you a lawyer like I must box myself and I'm like you know what I'm just an activist for social justice that's what I am activist for social justice That's I'm deep. a social justice that's, activist. You're a social, you're a social justice warrior. Yes, like that's just me. <laughs> you know. You know, there's a negative connotation to social justice warriors, right? <sighs> you need snowflakes. to. You need. Oh, you need to fill me in on that. <laughs> okay, I, I'll fill you in. I'm writing about them and father of my Nina. <laughs> yeah, carry but, on. But um, any space I occupy, I always make sure that I use it to pursue the good. Um, and the just, mm. you know? So whether I'm on a board, whether I'm in formal employment, whatever it is, I always think about, um, and it's not even intentional. I just find mm. myself doing it. It just comes so naturally to yeah. fight for what's right. Mm. Fight sounds so aggressive. but <laughs> In the world we live in, you need to fight. You need to <laughs> you fight. fight. You fight. You know? Trust, I mean... Look, put me anywhere. Trust me to be the person to find the anomalies in the system and the inconsistencies. <laughs> I will identify them. Yes, and I, I don't know why. I'm just always, it irritates some people. Um, but for me... It's I think by virtue of your position and you're fighting for what's right, mm-hmm. you would be unemployed and you have no place in the world if this world was better. Mm-hmm. Why I'm saying that is... If there was no need for people to do the right thing, if people were inherently doing the right thing, what are you fighting? Absolutely. So people, a lot of people are doing the wrong things, mm-hmm. and that is why you're fighting the wrong things, and mm-hmm. then now people are going to fight you because mm-hmm. you are attacking the identity which is rooted in doing the wrong things. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And um, as I'm saying, it, it irritates quite a few people because um, when you get into organization, you're expected to like sort of assimilate in their way of doing things. Um, hate like exploitation um of workers like i would sit on a board and i'm yeah and i'm just like what the heck workers get exploited (laughs) workers get exploited (laughs) can we have our money please workers get exploited can you give a a a a general story because i don't want you to be specific yeah Yeah, don't be specific i mean just like a general story because you you said you said you said on a board 
mm-hmm. and you find that workers are being exploited. Can you just give us a scenario? Mm. I mean, <sighs> you'll find that we're um, deliberating, let's say, salary increases. Yes. Um, and then the executive will come to you and say, okay, we're thinking of giving, let's say, a 6% increase. Um, 6%? Yeah. What? Is that a lot? That's nothing. Exactly. What am I doing with 6%? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, like we'll say, no, we'll just give inflation-aligned kind of increases or whatever, right? I can't buy new butter shoes with that. Do no. you, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, and, and then you're sitting there and you're like, the audacity. Uh, is the CEO even serious? Is this HR exec serious? Are you presenting this to us? Mm-hmm. You know, we know the cost of living is so expensive. Mm-hmm. That time, let's say your medical aid will increase by like 8%. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like the cost of living is so high. Mm-hmm. And you want to give people mediocre salary increases like that. Oh, and I will fight that head on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm that person. How many, how many of those battles have you won? Specifically around salaries, I mean. I win all the time. You win all the all time. I, w- I went to you. <laughs> you, she is the Michael Jordan of social justice, undefeated in the finals. <laughs> undefeated. <laughs> She's a Floyd Mayweather of all this. She's undefeated. <laughs> I always win. And by win, it, it might not necessarily mean that yeah. my decision will be, um, be the final decision that's eventually taken. But I win in the sense that Actually, I, 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 I challenged um, whatever is going on there. I've started the debate. So next time you know to be prepared yeah. when you approach me or when you approach the board. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? You need to know what you're talking you about. You need to know what you're talking about. Fair and just. Exactly. Mm. So don't thumb suck and say 6%. Okay, based on what, for instance? But also, um, workers are human beings. You know what I mean? They've got kids. They've mm-hmm. got bills. They've got life. Yeah. You as an executive, you're taking home three mil per annum um, and you think 6% is sufficient. Think I about... Thought, I thought I thought, I thought uh, executives earn far more than three. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just... Oh, yeah. Generic. I could yeah. say general. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a book that I, that, that I read. It was written in 2013. So the figures are very much outdated. Yeah. Executives in this in this country, oh, from MTN to mm. Sunlam. I mean, the one one uh, like in this book, and I'm not just thinking making this up. It's like um, executive salaries. The name of the book is yeah, 190 million rand a year in salary and compensation. 190, 190. What is this guy doing? That, yeah, uh, absolutely. And and, and, and and are those are those are those types of salaries in your view justified? No. No, they're not justified. They're not justified. I thought they were. It okay, so what, what, okay, so for, uh, this is for my... You're speaking to a socialist. Yeah, so. no, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she got me. <laughs> that's why I'm defeating in the final. That's how black people make excuses and when they don't know what to talk about. No, for me, it's the, it's the responsibility that they're carrying, the of accountability course. to people like you on the board mm-hmm. of directors. And then also they're responsible for other people's performance. So if uh, people under them don't perform, mm-hmm. they are judged on that. Mm-hmm. And working with executives and speaking to executives, I understand the pressures that they are mm-hmm. facing. Yeah. So based on that, I would I don't have all the numerical data to back this up, but mm-hmm. just based on my experiences mm-hmm. and interactions with them, I would say that uh, is justified mm-hmm. uh, based on that. Yeah. So now you're saying it's not justified. I mean, look, ultimately, um, if you're going to look at it from that point of view, yeah, um, very capitalistic point of view. Yeah, I'm a capitalist. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you're going to look at it from that perspective, the risk, right, yeah. that they, they that is that rests on. Um, on your CEOs and and or your top executives of these companies, yes, granted, you could say it's justified from that point of view. Um, they bear a lot of risk. Yeah, they if do. anything happens, you know, all eyes on them. Yes. Um, but from a socialist point of view, if you look at the gap between the highest earning employees, which we your executives, to your lowest earning employees. The gap is ridiculous. And I don't think we should be living in a society like that. I'm just talking now just from my social justice. You are, are such an idealist. 
<laughs> I know, right? Jeez. So, <laughs> so for me, it's like I, I, that, that, that. The inequality in mm. income is just—it's—it's it's mind-boggling, mm. you know. And um, I recently had a huge argument mm-hmm. um, with a colleague of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's white. He's male. He's Afrikaans, and oh, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I have to—I'm deliberately mentioning that because yeah. his mindset is is completely different, and I guess it, it stems from who he the, is, the, who um, he is, and his past. Yes, his, okay. absolutely. And um, it was during the the shutdown. Um, Lockdown, yeah. The the shutdown, the EFF shutdown recently. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah what was yeah, it? Twenty sure. first March, twentieth March, somewhere 20, there. Yeah, twentieth. Yeah, twentieth yeah, March. Yeah. <laughs> and he had said that um, he doesn't understand um, people toy toying in his words and what that's meant to achieve. And people must just work. And uh, anyway, it was a failure. That mm. it was an epic fail. This this shutdown. And I said, you hate workers. You hate workers. And he's like, Why what do you, you mean? Why so inflammatory? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to say, I hate workers. To me. How did that go? <laughs> How did and that he's go? like, what do you mean? Um, oh, anyway, I'm speaking to a unionist um, and a communist. And I'm like, no, don't, don't do that. You hate workers. Um, and you don't realize that workers, you're a worker yourself. You built this economy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, no, unionists and workers, they're lazy. You guys just do it for every little thing. Um, and I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not doing for every little thing, right? <laughs> These are people who wake up every morning, mm-hmm. who at 4 a.m., yeah. they're at the train stations, they're at the taxi ranks. Yeah. Um, they... They build this economy, yeah. right? Mine work is very close to my heart. Mm. Um, work in very harsh, difficult conditions. Risk their health. Mm. Risk their safety. Mm. <clears throat> and you think there's no space for unions. There's no space for worker rights. There's no space. Um, he's like, no. In this world, um, you know, you get... You get what you work for. Yeah. Your t- levels of success will be determined by how hard you work. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, by that definition, then mine workers should be really rich. Yes. Domestic workers should be really rich. Doctor. Everyone should be really rich. And, and because these really are works, p- yeah. yeah yeah because these are people who wake up every day every morning early hours of the morning to build this economy. Break, they break themselves. They yeah? break themselves. Yeah. Right. And. I was just like, we've got such a long way to go in realizing that workers deserve decent pay to be able to take care of their kids, to be able to to live a decent, normal life. Yeah. You know? So that's why I'm saying that um, it's unjustifiable mm. that we have such huge income inequalities and yeah. gaps in, 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 in incomes. I don't know. Like, I... I'm getting emotional. <laughs> of course, because you're a social justice warrior. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so, I think I'm going all over the show. So, but so like, a question for me. Like, what is the thing about this this country? Mm-hmm. These people want to leave. Uh, people are saying it's a failed state. People say it's a capture state. Yeah, a people bit. say, uh, um, just mm-hmm. th- these are just broad terms from what I've heard. These are failed state, capture state, mafia state. Uh, it's Jeepers. Uh, yeah. That's what people are saying. <laughs> uh, listen, listen. I, I was uh, I was at a, I was at a book fair just uh, just uh, just, uh, just before I came here. Yeah. And the author of uh, the President's Keeper. Oh uh, yes, yes, I yes. I can't yes, remember yes. his name. I forget his name as well. The white guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, I forget his name. Yeah, like it's Jacques. I think I I need to understand. Like he's um, he says that. Uh, it's a, it's a mafia state, and we're moving towards a mafia state. Obviously, mm-hmm. he, he wrote President's Keeper and was writing a book about Julius Menem mm-hmm. as well. And he was getting, he told us he was saying that he was getting death threats. And mm-hmm. well, of course, you're going to get death threats when, you <laughs> right? <laughs> when you're, you're, you're right? exposing people. You're writing about Umsholas, and then you think you're going to get away with it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and quite a, a, a lot of like, like friends and people close are saying, you know, let's make a plan to leave, let's make a plan to go. Um, if you need another glass of water, go over there. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Where are they going? Uh, I, yeah, that's the question. Yeah, where, where are they going to go? <laughs> gonna go? Uh, I don't know where they're going to go. So, um, there's a lot in this country to fix. And I, my question to you is, uh, what about SA? 
really pains you. Mm. And please pick one. Unemployment, youth unemployment. Youth unemployment. Yeah. What are the stats again? It's like 42? Um, the expanded rate, um, we're sitting at about, I would say, just over 40%. 40%. Yeah. And the um, unemployment rate, yeah. the one they're pushing. Um, is that the, like they say, the narrow definition? Yeah, the narrow definition. What is the difference between the narrow definition and the expanded? The expanded definition. Yeah. Okay, so when they do um, your... Your your survey, yeah, yeah. They would ask you, um, are you actively seeking employment? Mm-hmm. Um, have you applied for any jobs in the past six weeks? Mm-hmm. And then that's how they measure whether or not you're in the job market. Yeah, they use that. Um, if you're actively seeking employment, yeah, um, you form part. They would consider you to be falling within the unemployed. Mm. Um, they expanded. Um, does not consider people that are not actively seeking work. So those people who've given up. Who've given up. Yeah. They don't consider you, okay. right? And you see how distorted that is. No, that I think that's not a true reflection of what's going on. It's not on. a true reflection. Yeah, and yeah. that's why we always say, look at the expanded um, definition of unemployment as opposed to mm. what the stats are telling us. So we're sitting at about 32.9%, um, the narrow definition, and just over 40%, if not close to 50 and how many people is that? I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know the exact figures, but yeah. obviously we know it's in the it's millions. It's like in the tens of millions. Yeah. Jeez, like, okay, so... Yeah. And it's painful because these are economically active um, people who are considered to be in the economically active age, if you will. Mm-hmm. Young people like you and I mm. who should be productive and doing something meaningful, but they just know opportunities. Mm. You know, for me, the idea of work is inherently human beings want to work. We want yeah. to be productive. It sure. gives us a sense of purpose, yeah, fulfillment, yeah. um, whether you're working the land, whether you, whatever. I mean, how are we also going to get on the million gone and 200 list? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, you're looking at me like you're about to say something so profound. <laughs> told you what to have fun. <laughs> oh, my God, I am having fun. I was so anxious, actually, with that. Yeah, this is yeah, fun. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean... It, it pains me that people can wake up mm-hmm. and do absolutely nothing. Do you recall the lockdown? Yes, that was really, really depressing for a couple of weeks. You went from being excited to not going to work to suddenly you went from that and you're like, actually, I want to go to work. Yeah, yeah. Do you and know also, what I'm saying? Like, also, like, I think for, like, I, for, for me, I'm going to say I was very fortunate because the nature of the work that I do day-to-day, IT program management... And at the time, I was with a global company. Mm-hmm. So you work remotely anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was fortunate in a fortunate position where I was still working. Mm-hmm. It had almost zero to little impact on my working life. Mm-hmm. But the other areas of my life, oh my God, I couldn't go to the gym. Yeah. I couldn't go down to the store. I couldn't go down to Gonka. I just couldn't. <laughs> <to Gonka. laughs> I couldn't. Couldn't pop bottles. Turn out, yeah. <laughs> But others, others, others were really, really, really broken. Yeah. It was really bad. Now imagine people who are permanently in a lockdown. Yes, I cried, I'd die. I'd permanently and not by choice. Every day. Like every, every day. day. I, like, let's have, I'm calling someone every day. Every, every day. day. I'm watching reruns of Born the Beautiful. Like, Do you know every, what I'm saying? Yo, that's bad, eh? Permanently. Born the Beautiful is even still on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> I guess I'm showing my age here. Yeah, but you know, SABC is so dysfunctional. You probably doing <laughs> reruns and reruns, and, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, that is really painful. I, now that you put it that way, yeah. it's just like really... Nowhere to go. You wake up. You don't know how you're going to buy the most of basic of things. Mm. Um, it's just... It's, the thought of it for me just depresses me. Mm. People our age... Mm. And it's it's it it doesn't even seem to have an end. You don't know when it's gonna stop. You don't know when you're gonna get a job. Yeah, it's indefinite lockdown and with the, no end in sight. With degrees, eh? Even more depressing. Yeah, because you went and you studied, you went through all of the tats, you went through the exams. Do you know what I'm you saying? You wrote your dissertations. You were on uh, dean of students list. Do you know here, what I'm saying? And then now all of a sudden, like, sorry, we don't have work for you. Absolutely. And we know some of these people. Mm. We know some of these people. These are people we went to varsity with, mm. people we went to high school with. Mm. Um, it's painful. Mm. 
And um, the other thing I must say as well, parallel to that, is the lack of activism by the youth. Do you think like the youth has just given up? We just have keyboard politicians sitting on Twitter the whole day. (laughs) 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 Keyboard activists. (laughs) I mean... I have a new name for y'all. <laughs> I have a new name. Keyboard activists. Mm. But it's fine because like you don't you don't have to oh, do okay. anything. No, no, that I mean that is not gonna change anything. But it's something. It, it, it starts debates. We're debating. Oh, mind you, that is a very p- privileged middle class space. Where we interact. Oh yeah, we're on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. We're on Twitter. It's us, the clever blacks. <laughs> Do you know? Who are these clever blacks? The ones that listen to your saviors and ready Tavi <laughs> <laughs> and Bangani Pengwa. Oh goodness, uh, I'm, the, I'm not a clever black. Then. I don't listen to the people. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm yeah, teasing. sure, sure. Um, but I, that is, the, this country was built on youth that took to the streets. Mm. The Mandelas, they were young, they were youthful, they mm. took to the streets. Um, the youth of 76. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom takes pride in that. Oh, really? She was she in the streets? She, she d- no, she wasn't in the streets. No. That sounds wrong, in the streets. In the, sh- the, <laughs> listen, in the, in the context is fine. Listen, the, listen, 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 the context was fine. She was writing her matric under police guard. Oh. And yeah, so, uh, but she does take, uh, take pride that she was also very active about that yeah yeah yeah. um i mean i can criticize myself also in that um what is your criticism uh, about yourself that i'm also i I do have tendencies of being a keyboard activist Mm -hmm. um and but I guess in my own little space, as I said, my, the spaces that I'm in, I always voice whatever I need to voice out, sure. challenge whatever I need to challenge. Uh-huh. It doesn't stop at me just talking. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of my status updates, which a lot of people are always like. Sure. I'm like, <laughs> I will tell us at it again. <laughs> you again? No, she's at it again. I'm looking at this watch and like, yo, you, 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 you. You, you, you are like another guy. I need to get on the show, Bates. Like, you know, you know, but uh, <gasps> Who's that? No. No. Okay. Now I'll I'll I'll, t- I'll I'll show you who he is. He's also vocal about. Oh, repo rate went up again. Oh, guess I woke up food. Oh, we've got no words again. I'm like, when uh, little time same words. Oh, same yeah. words. I'm a I'm a sweet thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I I it doesn't stop there. I don't just post statuses. Anyone will tell you that's interacted with me in whatever space that I speak my mind. Mm. I'm known to ruffle feathers a lot, mm-hmm. whether in the workplace, whether wherever. Mm. Excuse me, um, but I'm very. Apart from the unemployment, is the lack of activism right. by young people in this country. What is it that you think that they should do? Because all right, we circled on youth unemployment, mm-hmm. except for tweeting a few pieces of rhetoric. Mm-hmm. And adding hashtags, mm-hmm. sometimes emojis and gifs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what more should the youth be doing in your, from your perspective? What more can they be doing to combat uh, youth unemployment? Because uh, in certain instances, the government has failed us. Yeah. In certain instances, yeah. I, I think that's factual. The government has failed us. Absolutely. If the government has failed us. Should we stop turning to the government and look to ourselves and what we can do? Absolutely. There's that element of also taking initiative and um, agency. Mm-hmm. Um, but also challenging the state, challenging those that are in power that we've we voted into power, um, taking to the streets. Like, mm-hmm. we need to, to get into a, a culture and of... this is the activism streets <laughs> let's be Not clear no, let's be clear let's be <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. um and just being like look if you're gonna do a sit-in at the union buildings if you're gonna go to the Tuli house and stage a sit-in whatever you know but just put your foot down put both feet down and be like this is enough like enough is enough mm. really mm. do you know what i mean yeah so what what, what about the suggestion to say go start businesses 
You can start a business, but still the state has to create an environment that is conducive for the business to thrive. Okay, very fair. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, very fair, yeah. And that's that's the responsibility of the state. That's why I say ultimately... And it's, uh, from your perspective as a state in that position where they've created... No. A, no. No. I mean, even the whole thing of triple B, whatever, it stresses me. <laughs> what is it stressing? <laughs> it stresses me because it's really for a privileged few. That has done nothing for me, personally. Yeah. Me, I, I want my shares. I, I, don't, I haven't got any shares. I don't have any tenders. I haven't got any positions yeah. because of triple BEE at all. Look, this thing was just... So it doesn't work because I haven't benefited from it. I, I, <laughs> when, when you benefit, you'd be like, no, the government it is doing works. a lot. Exactly. Exactly. What are you talking about? I haven't benefited from it. So from, because I didn't benefit, it doesn't work. Someone said recently that... Um, someone said recently that um, if you've never benefited from theft... Um, it's theft. No, he said it's theft until you benefit from it. Yeah. Or something I, I, like I, I that. Seen, I, I saw a status which made me like die laughing, but also made me a bit sad. It's um, when people benefit uh, from theft, uh, they, they don't complain about it. Mm-hmm. They say it's a good fortune. Yeah. Or it's favor. Mm-hmm. Even Christians call it a blessing. A blessing. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And people fail to mention the connections, whatever. But on the triple B thing, yeah. remember that it was just to it was just to create the conditions for certain individuals yeah. to benefit economically. Mm, mm. Families. Um I don't want to mention the family. I think we all know the families I, that I benefited from t- I, I don't know them. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know them. I want to know who they are because it clearly wasn't me. Off the record, <laughs> I will tell you. Tell me off the record. <laughs> yes, but that's really what it was. Yeah. Um, and to this day, no ordinary South African could ever tell you how they've benefited from that. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, it irritates me. It irritates you. It really irritates like, me. Really your yeah, it really does. It really does because I feel like you you selling people something that you know that to me it doesn't even exist. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's just enticing people with something that you know it's not there. They it's can't a actually. Yeah. Yeah. You've been you've been had. You've been took hoodwinked, bamboozled. Yeah. And then it makes people doubt themselves and doubt their businesses and doubt whatever. Like, okay, maybe it's me. Maybe it's the way. Uh, maybe and it's not even you. You don't realize that it was not designed for you to even benefit from yeah, it. Yeah, it wasn't designed for you to thrive. Yeah, yeah that's that's a bit sad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so th- a question that that I wanted to ask you about is: as how do those who are the privileged few mm-hmm. uh, start careers as board members? <sighs> very, 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 very short synopsis. Because I understand it's a governance role, right? Yeah, it's a governance role. It's governance. an oversight role. Yeah. Um, like, like for me, how would I be able to get onto a board of directors? And what should be the mindset that I have? Because mm-hmm. you're fighting for salaries, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. equal salaries, and you're fighting for equal pay, and you're fighting mm-hmm. for good mm-hmm. ethical governance. Yeah. One, how do, I, how do you get onto a board? Yeah. And then second... What mindset should I take going onto yeah. a board? Okay, let's start with the mindset, sure. right? Um, you need to have a very strong conviction for, um, I don't want to say justice, then I sound like an activist. But you are. But what's really, right? We've already we've established justice, <laughs> what's right? Stick yes. to the brand, be on brand. <laughs> okay, I'm on brand. You're on brand, there we go, there we go, you're on brand, yeah. Yeah, but like a, a strong sense of, of, of justice, a strong sense of um, what's right, doing things right, getting things right, mm-hmm. um, is a huge risk. Um, there's um, indemnity for directors to cover indemnity. you. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Kind of you're insured. Because every time you open your mouth, if you say something wrong, you could get in serious trouble. So there's indemnity. Um, serious trouble? Yeah. How can I get in serious <laughs> trouble? Open your mouth. You sign things off all the time. Your signatures are touched to a lot of things. Um, you need to be someone that also is very level-headed. And by level-headed, I mean that um, you must be a thinker. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, also very decisive. Yeah. 
because um, decisions need to be taken. Mm-hmm. You sit once a quarter, um, and um, in that once a quarter quarterly meeting, decisions are taken. Mm-hmm. There's no time to think about it and go back on I your, mean, you've had an entire know? quarter to think about it, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, very decisive, uh, but important, integrity. Um, I love this definition of integrity. Um, I think... I remember when I was doing my directorship training at the Institute of Directors, um, and the lecturer said, integrity is doing the right thing even when no one is watching. Mm. I don't know where he got that from, but it stuck with me. Mm. And that's what being a director is about. <coughs> being on a board is about. Doing the right thing for who? Doing the right for thing. For me? Or <laughs> <laughs> we need to clarify this, because someone's going to listen to this and say, I'm doing the right thing, but it's for me. So as a, as a director, you're the custodian of... Um, the organization and shareholders, money and, you know, all these things, right? Um, you've been entrusted um, with such a huge responsibility. You act in the interest of the organization sure. at all times. Um, sometimes it's even things that you might not necessarily believe in, uh, but you, you act in the interest of the organization, mm. <clears throat> stakeholders, um, your employees, etc. So you need to have that level of integrity. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I get you. Yeah, sometimes you want to like, you know of a, uh, I know of a Njabulo who can actually potentially offer us a service. I'm a board member. I need to be able to disclose to say, guys, Njabulo is actually my friend. Yeah. But I know he's very skilled. Um, um, let's give him, an op- give him an opportunity. So mm-hmm. even just that disclosure, I mustn't act like I don't know you. Yeah. Then I'll be like, hey, friend, when you come to the meeting, don't even look see at me. This, don't even this, look at right. me. It's got jumpy, I don't know you. I don't know you. When you get to the office, you don't know me. You know? Yeah, people do that all the time. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Meeting, yeah. yeah. So people do that all the time. Yeah. So even something as small as that, um, it's quite huge, but some people might say something minor, but you disclose. Um, in terms of the journey itself, where to start, a lot of people ask me this a lot. I mentor quite a few mm-hmm. um, young people. I did a masterclass last year. Was it last year or the year before? Um, just taking you through how to start. And I think, the, um, look, you can go to the Institute of Directors and get your training, whatever it is, but there's certain things that you can't be taught. If you're a liar, you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> you're corrupt, you're corrupt. <laughs> What, so must we learn to lie? Must we learn to be corrupt? Or <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's what I'm saying, that there's certain things, certain values and beliefs and so you have to subscribe to. That you have you to know? have. You just have to have. And no one is going to teach you. The Institute of Directors is not going to teach you how to not be corrupt, you know? Um, so Let's go to church, guys. Let's <laughs> well, like, sometimes, even then. Like it's <laughs> okay. No, okay. So um, there's... Um, for starters, yes, you need to have that just inherently as um, as a person to be someone who's honest or high levels of integrity, um, accountability, um, someone who's transparent. Um, I sound like a textbook now. That's what we're taught in training. Yeah, that's what you're taught in training. <laughs> and then the training part of it becomes important in terms of um, kind of validating yeah. um, and, and putting that stamp on to say you yeah. kind of understand... Um, the magnitude of what you're getting into, you understand, as I said, the risk earlier on, um, that, you know, when you take decisions, you need to understand that as a board member, I mean, there's still board members from a lot of um, state-owned enterprises that are answering for things from 10 years ago, they're still Uh answering for. Uh Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, Brian Malefe, classic case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, Dudu Mieni. Um... Yeah, there's quite a lot of people that are still answering for decisions they took as directors back then. Back then, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Um, so so the like training decisions have long-standing consequences. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you might not fully um, grasp the magnitude of of that role, and the training really makes you understand. Um, I absolutely love to and I advise anyone to, to t- undertake that training. Mm. It's very important just to solidify and further give you like a little bit more knowledge yeah. on, you know, what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Okay. But it's not rocket science, really, honestly okay. speaking. A lot of people who are directors that haven't gone through the training, quite a few people actually don't even go through the training. Those that do, it's just like, 
the title, maybe perhaps. The director. Yes. Yeah, you know, certified we director. Yeah, what we were talking, about, yeah, we were talking about. What we were talking about <laughs> earlier on. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know. Yeah. So we're gonna move uh, to the part where you, uh, so you can have the microphone to interview me mm. for the next uh, <laughs> ten odd minutes. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you can have questions that you can fire away. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Thanks. I think I'm going to be a little bit of a copycat, but yeah. um, you've you've picked my brain a little bit on a few things, and I'm going to pose them back at you. Sure. Um, for you, what do you think are the most pressing issues um, confronting young people in this country? Yeah, one of the pressing. Uh, you've already talked about the youth unemployment. Mm -hmm. I think. The one thing that's really pressing them, I think it's twofold. One, it's the sense of identity. Mm -hmm. um, sense of identity, purpose, what is it that I want to achieve? Mm -hmm. um, and how is it that I want to do that? And then mm -hmm. second, it's the initiative. Mm -hmm. um, I think the entitlement mentality is very toxic to young people. Mm -hmm. Because ships don't come in, you need to bring them in. Mm -hmm. Opportunities, yes, they can be scarce. Yes, it's difficult. But what are you doing every single day to at least look for the opportunity mm -hmm. and fight and actually fight for the opportunity? Mm -hmm. You know, we were talking about the narrow definition and the expanded definition. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're unemployed, I think it would be better for you to be in the narrower definition where you are actively been looking yeah. for employment, actively yeah. looking. Because I coach and I mentor quite a few uh, young people in this regard in uh, revamping your CV, making sure that you are can you maintain employability and if not uh, if you know that uh, a formal employment is not for you what entrepreneurial initiatives can you start where you are so i think the biggest thing is the initiative the lack or the lack of initiative mm -hmm. that um young people this is pervasive across a young and old but the the young people like what is the initiative that you are or that you are you are you're you're doing mm -hmm. i mean a lot of people give uh, i know he's not a young person anymore but uh Oh, oh yes, more fire. Yeah, more fire. Yeah. Oi, oi. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching uh, 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 a clip of him uh, when Nipsey Hussle passed, uh, passed away. And he's like, I am the ambassador. Oh, <laughs> for all my of God. Speaking for us. Oh, uh, Africa. <laughs> not Tembisa. <laughs> not Randberg. <laughs> not Pinoni. Sonke. Like, all like of us. Sonke. So Nigeria, <laughs> Tunisia, Burkina <laughs> All of us, all of yeah. us, and he gets a, a he gets a, a bad rap for being so unapologetic mm -hmm. in his pushing of his brand, the Morfire brand. He, at one point, he had bread, I, I believe. He had bread. Mm -hmm. He had a bad bread, um, and then he got fired from shows and everything. Now he's got a very successful podcast. He's got a very successful Morfire brand. It's FDA approved. It's in the United uh, States. His podcast has got taken up by by Diddy. Whether you be like him or not, mm -hmm. their sense of initiative that he has is mm -hmm. something to be looked up up to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certain things are questionable. Yes, I, I still want to know what in my letters are hard you whoopie. We all want to know. We want to know. He play on my. But other than that, I have to give uh, Lord him for his sense of initiative and being unapologetic and pushing his brand. Some of the some people look at him sideways. I'm looking objectively from an from an initiative perspective. Yeah. And if a lot more young people had that sense of initiative, mm -hmm. obviously with using integrity mm -hmm. at the forefront of mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. then uh, things would be a lot better because I'm a believer that you can always do something about your situation. Mm. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. If you can't crawl, shake your pinky. Mm. Do something. <laughs> like yeah. Do something. And it's easier said than done. And I'm not going to poo-poo how difficult it is yeah because uh, i've been in situations where i didn't have work i've had situations where business failed and lost millions and all that stuff mm -hmm. i've been in that situation it's really tough for you to get back up but you can always do something about your situation true I mean, that's 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 so that's the message for young people to say you can do something yeah do something do something, do something. i love that yes do something I love like, that. like call someone yeah uh, Sweep the streets. Do do something. It's also something I write about in, in Father of Man, where uh, I talk about the importance of labor. Mm -hmm. When I say labor, I'm talking about work for men. Yes, men need that sense of of work of from work. people I've, yeah. I've been speaking to. It's I don't want to come across as misogynistic. I this is a conversation I've had with both men and women, and I'm 
willing to bet that you're willing to agree with the statement I'm about to make. Mm-hmm. And if you don't agree, just act like you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that men are far more lost if they don't have an occupation, like a full-on occupation that mm-hmm. they get up to every single day. What do you think that? Where do you? What do you think informs that? Where does that stem from? Do you think so, it's inherently? Like so I, I ask myself where, where 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 does it come from? I think it's like some social uh, social norms and social cultural norms, mm-hmm. where men would normally be known and seen as the breadwinners. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's changed uh, today. Like in modern times, it's like different. Like you've got a two-income household, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that uh, quite a number of women, majority of those that I've spoken to, and this is me saying that I've spoken to, mm-hmm. uh, said, would you rather long-term be a hustler or do you want to be a lady, a lol, a lady of leisure, whereby oh. whereby you do things like f- be a florist or just take take care of the house and raise the kids mm-hmm. and have your man go and work. I ran I ran the data. Thirteen percent, no no sorry twenty, no was it something like seventeen percent said they want to be a hustler. Mm-hmm. Everybody else said I want to be a lady of leisure. These are people who are working and they're yeah. accomplished. I can agree so, with that. So yeah yeah I mean come on like you can be a social justice warrior not having. I uh, know women I've spoken to and interviewed wants to have to work. Yes. Not to say that they don't want to work, they don't want to be in a position where it's they have do or to. die. Yeah. Like if you don't work, True. you have a problem. True. Men, generally speaking, want to go out and work and hunt. I think it's an inherent thing. I think it's uh, driven by uh, male instincts to they, mm-hmm. they have the need to go and hunt. So I think it's a very, when I see uh, doing nothing, mm. you're young, Man, I am like that's like that's that's really tough. Yeah, it's really tough because if you if you break men, you in inadvertently break women as well. Mm-hmm. From this perspective, is that a man's a real man's instinct is to protect, provide, and promote the the woman, mm-hmm. um, and build the family and just really be the cornerstone of the family. Mm-hmm. A real man, my perspective, will never bring a woman down. Mm-hmm. You're always elevating Elevate. a woman. You're always Absolutely. elevating a woman. You're always making sure she's educated. You're always making sure that if she wants to work, you help her find work. Like you help if she wants to sit at home. You okay? You want to sit at home. What is going to help you to be fulfilled? Mm-hmm. That's what the real man is. Now, if you take away that type of man and you say he can't work, you're taking him out of the working force. What is going to happen now? You have a single parent household. Mm-hmm. Uh, children being raised by a single mother, and those houses households statistically don't do as well as a two income household, mm-hmm. where like you know, both a man and woman are playing the roles of you know like when both of us are going to be parents, we're building each other up. So like um, like when because I had this uh, situation where my dad. Uh, got let go because he's just like you. He's a social justice warrior. Mm-hmm. He's sitting on the the executives and saying that we need a proper inclusion. Mm-hmm. We need better representation. Mm-hmm. And then he got outed before standing up for what he believed. Mm-hmm. In. And then you could tell this guy didn't. He was like, I need to get out and work. I need to do yeah. something because this is not who I am. Yeah, I cannot be like this. Mm-hmm. So I think and. One of the things that drives like really achievement driven men is that sense of initiative to yeah. say like, I've lost, but I can still do something. Yeah, like I, I've lost my half my income, but I can still do, do something. something. Um, and I and and I've spoken to uh friends of mine where their father could work but chose not to, chose not to. Oh, interesting, he could have, yeah, the father could have worked. Now I'm, t- I'm not talking about how you not go and steal and ki- I'm talking yeah. about like actively could have been a photographer like something. Yeah, chose not to. Yeah, now you as the mother need to bear the load of the family. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, uh, what do you what do you what do you think? Um, those type of men would choose not to work. Snowflakes. Okay. Snowflakes, <laughs> like snowflakes. I like snowflakes. So they, they like like. We have this need to imitate. Mm-hmm. Human beings have this need to imitate. And you hardly ever imitate someone who is can't be depended upon, mm-hmm. who's not reliable. Because mm-hmm. if you ask an entrepreneur, who do you look up to? They're like Elon Musk, mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos, mm-hmm. 
um, Dr. Nandipa, no? I'm like, <laughs> 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 me not even like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, wait, 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 no, wait, wait, wait. That was a, that was a crazy story. I, I think we'll, we'll do an outtake Look, of that. We, we still, I think we, we're still going to be really, really shocked. That is, that is a crazy, like, I'm like, man, got it. <laughs> Mayla got in top 200, her own business. And then I'm like, hey, hey. like, you know, like, this is a classic case of she just liked things. Like, you've got everything, everything that a woman could hope for. A beautiful house, beautiful yeah. business, established, a husband that loves you, children mm-hmm. that love you. Now, for the rest of your kid's life, you they must know that your mom was... Anyway, so <laughs> when you want to imitate people, <laughs> you imitate people who you are don't the, imitate Doctor Nandipa. <laughs> I'm, I was disappointed. I was really disappointed because I had so many people who looked up to her. They yes. loved her. They loved her. Yeah. it's like the the who's this Lance Armstrong? You know, like uh, when he when he fell, when yes. the first thing came out, people were devastated. Yeah, it's a similar thing. Yeah. so uh, people have this need to imitate, and young boys will want to when they imitate people. They're always imitating a superhero, Superman, Batman. Um, they're imitating, like entrepreneurs will say, I want to be like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. Um, political leaders or I want to be like Barack or Nelson Mandela. Um, accountants and lawyers will, will pick uh, someone on the, in the field. And the common denominator of all these people that they want to imitate is this one word, accountability, mm-hmm. driven by initiative. So mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing that is really plaguing yeah. um, young people today. Mm. And it's it's easier, like, and again, it's very simplistic to say that, but I think it's really true. Like, if, if, if they had innate belief that, okay, all these things are happening, there's no, there's cholera, water, can, that come? <laughs> can <laughs> we get a break? Can we get a break? <laughs> can we get a break? Every day, it's like COVID, is, like COVID made a comeback. Yo. I thought COVID was gone. Now COVID has come back. Someone but said, you're in this country. We are living as soon as possible. One thing after another. Yo, can we get a break? No, we're not getting a break. I'm telling you. Yeah, but no. I mean, on, on that, yeah. um, you were talking about influential um, people and looking, to, looking up to certain individuals who are going to disappoint us. Um I guess just revealing that ultimately we're all human beings. Yeah, we're all human beings. Do you know what I mean? Um, but who have been some of the most influential people um, in, in your life and in your journey? In my life? It, uh, people that I know or people that I don't know? Who, like which ones? Whichever. Okay, so um, seeing that we've got like, like three minutes left, I'll wrap this up quickly. <laughs> um, for me, growing up, my grandfather, I'll put him number one. Mm. He's a Christian. He was a Christian minister for 50 years and opened up 28 branches. We were very close. We used to sing, Jesus loves me. Uh, this I know. Uh, we were very close. And then he passed away when I was like eight. I remember mm. pictures of me just looking over at the grave with him being Lord. I'm like, come back, man. Come Aww. back. Um, <laughs> but he's someone I really looked up to because he was very stern. He knew what he wanted. And yeah. just it, the fact that he made something of himself given the times that he that was in so and then um my dad obviously um and then outside of that oh my goodness martin luther king malcolm x um t jakes used to be joel osteen used to be mm-hmm. um no, he's okay <laughs> off the record you'll tell me why yeah, I'll, tell, no I'll tell you it used to be joel osteen <laughs> and then i grew up <laughs> <laughs> and then i grew up um, and i saw the light batman <laughs> Batman is oh. a, uh, like the the character Batman. Uh-huh. Like he went through a tragedy, turned into something mm-hmm. good. He could have just used his money to make Gotham better, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, and then just a lot of mentors along the way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you did Tony Robbins, um, Robin Sharma, Mar Robs, I call mm-hmm. him oh, Mar Robs, like oh, yeah, I call mm-hmm. him Les Brown. <laughs> um, there's just a whole host of them. But right now, the person that's really like helping me think a lot is Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson, mm-hmm. um, and then Joe, Ro- and then also Joe Rogan. Um, they help me think quite a bit. And then obviously you've got like the South African entrepreneurs. You've got the Lachaus. You've got your Theo Beloys. You've mm-hmm. got VT. Mm-hmm. VT. I need to get you on the show. Okay, I need to get you on the show. I'm from Pinoni. You're from Pinoni. I'm black. You're black. Perfect combination. Um, <laughs> and then I speak. Well. Ex- <laughs> 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 and then you're an author. I'm an author. You know what I mean? Um, mm. t- 
Trevor Noah. I think the only person, if I met Trevor Noah, I wouldn't know how to handle myself. Okay. That is the only person alive right now. If I saw him, I wouldn't know how to handle myself. And then obviously, Black Coffee with what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So there's quite a lot of people, but immediately my grandfather and my dad, Mm -hmm. um, and then all the people that I've I've mentioned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, so the we have to just leave it there. Um, thank you very much for being a guest on the show thank on you the AJ podcast. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I told that you, was I, fun. I don't know why you were so anxious. Yo, so, uh, anxiety. And then I'll see you on the board of directors, <laughs> and then we'll we'll have to ask uh, Doctor Nandipa why she did what she did. But that's a story for another day. So Doctor Nandipa, you need to come to the show. You, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't do fugitives on my show. No, 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 no. I want people to inspire people to do the right things so we talked a, a lot she's very focused though you have to give her that she, hey give her that yeah. get, like i'll give her you that initiative. Yeah. <laughs> but morality well, morality is a big one so uh, thank you very much for being on the show thank uh, you thank very much, you very much for, uh, for listening uh, remember, that, remember that the success is a progressive realization of where the ideal that means you're doing what you've always wanted to do that's aligned with the highest values and that's the only way to live a fulfilled life any last words for the people um yeah. Um, any opportunity you have, fight for the right thing. Yes. <laughs> and do the right thing. Hey, be a man. <laughs> do the right thing. <laughs> All right, that's all right. Thank you very much, everyone. Cool. Thank you, Jazz. That was fun. You. You're good at this. I don't know why you were stressed. Thank you for joining us on this episode on the NJ Podcast. Make sure to visit the website, the njpodcast.captivateair.fm, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, all the other podcast platforms, or via RSS, so you never miss a show. You can also find the video content on the YouTube channel and Instagram page. That will be Njablo James on YouTube and Njablo.j.ngosi for Instagram. Please subscribe and follow on those platforms as well. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on the podcast platforms. Or if you'd like to tell a friend about the show, that will help us out too. If you'd like more information about published or upcoming books, visit www.njablojames.com for more information. Please reach out if you'd like to share what you would like to hear and which guests should be invited to the show. And remember, success is a progressive realization of a worthy ideal, which means that you are doing what you have always wanted to do because it is aligned with your highest values and this is the only way you can live a truly fulfilled life. Now just chill until the next episode.